Listen, there's a great work to be done. As soon as you win this court battle, you must deliver this message. Take advantage of this opportunity and declare a powerful message to this world. He expects more of us. He believes we can do more. Who's going to stop Christ? Who's going to stop Christ from getting this work done? This is Behind the Work. Welcome to Behind the Work. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live today from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. It is January 25th, and we got to experience a lovely wedding yesterday. Those of us in Edmond, it was just a wonderful occasion. Always great to see marriages take place. I was actually just thinking about how many marriages I've been to in my life, and even how many my three-year-old daughter's already been to, and she probably has been to more than most people ever go to in a lifetime, and she's only three and a half years old, so it's pretty incredible. We do have a lot of friends around here who are getting married, and not only that, they also let us come to see it, so we're pretty happy about that too. Faith is more precious than gold. You can't do God's work with gold, and you can't do it with weak faith. You can only do God's work with strong faith in God. Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote this in a classic article from May 2000 titled Faith to Do the Work. And this article was recently uh, redistributed, republished in the PCG Signposts email. You can sign up to that for free at thetrumpet.com or you can email news at pcog.org, news at pcog.org to sign up for PCG signposts. Really just an uplifting weekly email that does inspire and encourage us, especially in hard times. And it might seem obvious to you why perhaps Mr. Flurry or some of the big decision makers in God's work have to have faith. They have to know that they are making the right decisions inspired by God. They have to have absolute faith they're doing God's will. But what about the rest of us? What about those of us who perhaps are not making massive decisions regarding the finances of the work or regarding what TV stations to go on to? Or, you know, maybe writing an article guaranteeing that Mr. Trump is going to remain America's president. What if we are just supporting the work? Why do we need to have faith too? That's something really worth thinking about. Now, the simple answer is we need to have faith because we have to be absolutely sure we're supporting the right work. That all of our time and energy and effort is going into the right place. If we're not supporting God's message to the world, it's really all just a waste of time. We have to be absolutely unshakable that we're in the right place and supporting the right message. But how hard that can be sometimes. Mr. Flurry also wrote in this article, 
the first lesson God wants us to learn is if you're going to do his work, you're going to have to rely on him to do it. Why do we have trials of faith? Why does God try us so hard to make us solely trust in him? That is a difficult lesson to learn. Yes, it is. It absolutely is a challenge to have faith all the time, never doubting. Like I mentioned, Mr. Flurry did write that article about the election outcome. And since that article, for a couple of months now, we've been receiving a lot of comments saying that he was wrong. Now, is that true? Do we know that he was wrong about that? Or is that simply what we think? Is that simply our view of the situation, but not the way God might see it? It's really important that we have to, that we get our minds in the same place as God's, as difficult as that is. God tells us that his ways are very different from our ways. Isaiah 55 verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways says the eternal. Now, perhaps many of us were thinking January 20th would be the day. Maybe that would be the day where America sees an extraordinary miracle. But again, that is what we human beings were thinking. I actually already feel quite silly that I even thought it would take place on January 20th. That wouldn't be a test of faith at all, would it? Last Wednesday, January 20th, Joe Biden was sworn in as president. So we think, so it appears. And yet, the Bible has a lot to say. God has a lot to say about what is going to take place. The sequence of events that lead up to the return of Jesus Christ. Do we believe or are we shaken by what happened last Wednesday? Mr. Fleury in this article from 2000 wrote, Brethren, if we don't endure to the end, we'll never see the tremendous blessings waiting for us. We are planning for the future. The trial of our faith is more precious than gold many times over because that faith will lead us into ruling the universe, into having everything. Faith leads to salvation. Ephesians 2 talks about that. Faith has to be backed up by works or by action or else it is dead. James 2 says, So we have to be totally believing that God's work is the one true work, the one true message to the world. And then we have to back that up with our support. There are various ways to give that support. But why would we give that support if this message is wrong? If we're not sure God is here doing this work? 
Now, God always wants to test us. He wants to try our faith because he wants to remind us that he does things very differently than we would. Now, just consider a couple of examples of recent, relatively recent church history. If you've been around the PCG for a long time, perhaps even had history going back to the Worldwide Church of God under Herbert W. Armstrong, just, th- just think about this. Did you expect that the church would be totally destroyed after Mr. Armstrong died? Is that the way you thought it would go? I've talked to a lot of people who were around at that time and how challenging it was for them. In fact, it was almost four years before God made it plain where he was working again. Almost four years of waiting for God's truth to revive for God's church to be restored. Four years. Definitely not what those people who were around at that time would have expected. And yet the Bible talks about it. The Bible prophesied of a great falling away, a massive church rebellion. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. The Bible talks about seven church eras, Revelation chapters two and three, and you can prove that the era under Mr. Armstrong was only number six, so something had to happen to lead into number seven, but again, who expected it to be four years of waiting? What about the court case, WCG versus PCG from 1997 Until 2003, six years of waiting where it seemed like every legal option available to the PCG was tried yet extinguished for six years, whereas time went on, it only appeared more certain that the PCG would lose. And yet, all through that, Mr. Flurry guaranteed the PCG would win. And that the PCG would obtain all the core writings of Mr. Armstrong, upon which the PCG could even establish a lot more writings for reaching the entire world with this warning message. Mr. Flurry referred to prophecies in the book of Habakkuk. And he made a guarantee when it seemed all hope was lost that the PCG would win that court case. And now here we are today after probably millions of people have seen an election forecast. And over the last couple of months, you would be pretty surprised at how many people have written in to call uh, this entire prophecy, this, this entire forecast, a fraud. But is it? Does God work the way that we do? Does he think the way that we do? Is the Biden presidency real? 
Is there perhaps more going on behind the scenes? Now, it's, it's certainly fascinating how many discrepancies there appear to be in the Biden inauguration, the Biden administration so far, and how many people seem to be realizing how destructive that government has already been in the first four plus just about five days. Even plenty of people who voted for that are already waking up to the fact that they voted to destroy their own country. There's already been, in his first day, he, he stopped work on the Keystone XL pipeline, which cost 11,000 American jobs and $1.6 billion in wages even though the unions largely supported him. On his very first day, he betrayed them. So perhaps this is a way to wake up more people, to make more people realize just how destructive the radical left really is. Maybe it will just take a few weeks or a couple of months or however long for more people to wake up And who knows who might have information that could be exposed in these impeachment proceedings that are coming up or in these court cases that are coming up where Dominion Voting Systems is suing people like Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani. You'd think they would just maybe want to stay quietly in the background get away with their election steal, but they are actually trying to bring those people into court. The same people who have tried to get into court for a couple of months and haven't been able to. So wouldn't it be extremely ironic if the only way they could bring their evidence into court and really get it out to all the American people is courtesy of their arch enemies, courtesy of these lawsuits that Dominion is placing on them, is charging them with, or bringing against them. And what if, what if the military has evidence of what happened in this election? This is obviously an unprecedented situation. There are so many strange details coming out about what is happening right now. And it does give you certainly the feeling that this administration's days are numbered already. So there is evidence for people who are willing to look for it that this election forecast by Mr. Flurry will still prove true. Now, of course, we'll see what happens. But what if we really just trusted in God and what God inspired Mr. Flurry to say before the election. Wouldn't that just take boatloads of faith? Faith in something at least, right? To say something that bold, that publicly, before the outcome was even fully decided? I mean, remember that article was written six days after the election. Two days after the media declared Joe Biden the president. 
how much faith would you need <laughs> to write an article like that at that time? So c- keeping all of that in mind, wouldn't it be rather foolish of us to say, well, the media has spoken. Well, the Supreme Court has spoken by not taking action. Well, the various lawmaking bodies haven't done anything. Oh, well, there was an inauguration last Wednesday. So now there's no chance. Now human beings have thwarted God's plan They have caused God to break a prophecy or a promise, and there's no hope. Do we really think that humans can do that, can strike down God's own plan? There is proof for decades now where God has been working. You can prove that for yourself. So why would we? have trouble believing now. Again, four years after the WCG to find where God was working. Six years to get a resolution to the court case. Can we not wait a few more days or weeks or months, however long it might take for the truth to come out about the election? I just want to trouble you with a few analogies here that maybe can help us see what we're dealing with a little bit better, hopefully. In the case of marriage, there are a couple of instances in the Bible that that would be described as fraud in a marriage. And in the case of fraud in a marriage, it's as if that marriage never even existed. In God's eyes, that marriage was completely void and invalid from the start. So if fraud is exposed after the fact in marriage, that marriage can be done away with as if it never happened. What about in college sports? A bit of a shift here in analogies. There have been times where a championship team in college sports has actually had to forfeit its championship after the fact. So they would win the championship game, then some evidence would come out after the fact that perhaps the college illegally paid its players to come to their college. And so the so-called loser of the championship game would then be called or crowned champion, even if it happened a decade later. This has happened before. Now, we certainly don't think it's going to take a decade in this case, as long as uh, this election forecast holds up. We don't think it would take a whole decade, but it is an interesting point there. What about in the Olympics? What if a gold medalist is caught doping? taking illegal drugs to help him win that gold medal. Well, then his gold medal goes to the silver medalist and everyone moves up one place. It's as if that gold medal winner never won at all. 
So hopefully you can see what I'm saying there, where sometimes we have to look a little bit past the physical evidence to see how God would make his promises hold up. That's actually the very definition of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, so there was an inauguration last week. But what happens if there was fraud? What happens if that fraud is finally exposed and justice is finally served? It means that presidency never existed. There was never a 46th president at all. It's just an interesting way of looking at things and obviously a better way of looking at things than just despairing and losing all hope and losing all faith. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Now, Mr. Flurry, in this article, Faith to Do the Work, gave some other uh, reasons for us having faith in the work. It's not just so that uh, one prophecy comes true and we believe it will come true. There are plenty of good reasons why we need to have faith. He writes here, who plans your life? Christ is trying to get his plans in and your plans out. Then that is a turning point in your life. If you let Christ plan your life, he will give you one that will dazzle you now and forever. He was talking here about the need to start a college and how Mr. Armstrong had all kinds of trials where it looked like the college at his time would shut down any day. And yet, it grew from just four students to just an incredibly high-quality college that won awards. It lasted decades, even though it looked like it would shut down very quickly after it started. Here, Mr. Flurry says, anytime you try to intensify your efforts in God's work, you meet satanic fury like you've never dreamed of. Now, wouldn't this supposed election result be classified as satanic fury? Satan doing anything he can to break God's promise, doing anything he can to make us doubt God's promise, doubt his prophecies, Look, you can prove these prophecies for yourself. We have a booklet, Great Again, at thetrumpet.com by Mr. Flurry. You can understand why he would make that election forecast. It's not from his own mind. It's from the Bible. Mr. Armstrong once said, Though Satan's power is far greater than that of us humans, God's power is infinitely greater than Satan's. Mr. Flurry said, if we don't have strong faith, then how can Christ do mighty works within the church? See, another reason we need to have faith. We can't doubt. We can't lose hope just because a certain election isn't playing out the exact same way we were thinking it would. Mr. Flurry talks about 
having the faith to warn without getting a response in terms of more members in the church. And he just said, look, the focus is to deliver a warning, not to gain members. It's not a selfish a selfish work, a selfish commission. We have to know that this is the right place to be and the right message to support. We have to know the purpose of getting that message out there to get the truth out to people. Not necessarily to gain members or money or anything like that. Notice here, Ezekiel 33. I got, I saw one letter uh, written to us <laughs> after the election article and people or this person said you must be embarrassed to be so wrong about the election and i basically said well just look at the front page of the trumpet.com the article is still on the top banner doesn't that tell you something look at all the election coverage at the trumpet.com has anyone scurried to delete all of that as if it never happened as if we never said anything about the election. Just think about that. Ezekiel 33 verse 33 says, And when this comes to pass, lo, it will come. Then shall they know that a prophet has been among them. You see, there's no way that we could ever know what's going to happen in an election or any, any, anything else in the world without God showing the truth through the Bible. That's the only way that a forecast about an election could ever be made. And then sometimes we just have to wait a little longer than we expected to see if the message was right. And sometimes there are mistakes, but what if people are just jumping to conclusion a bit too quickly in this instance? Mr. Flurry concluded his article from May 2000, Faith to Do the Work, with a sub, the subtitle, A Spiritual Army. Talking about how the prophet Elisha was supposedly surrounded by the armies of Syria. And yet he told uh, his servant with him, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. That's 2 Kings 6 and verse 16. God has a vast spiritual army. Millions of faithful, loyal, angelic warriors. Mr. Flurry writes here, Elisha had tremendous faith. He saw things spiritually. He asked God to open the servant's eyes and suddenly... The servant could see the mountains around the Syrian army full of spiritual horses and chariots of fire ready to attack the Assyrians or the Syrians. A much more impressive army than Syria had. Do you see this angelic army? It's still around. It did not die. That same army has probably surrounded headquarters numerous times. No other army can compare to it. And then he says, we have all the power we need to do a great work. We just need to trust God. Thanks so much for listening today. 
I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work. Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.